Welcome back to more Real Talk with Big John. Lately we've been going over a three-part series. Uh, I entitled The Race. And there's something else I want to talk about today. I've, I've gone on the record multiple times, not just on the podcast, but also behind the pulpit. I've talked about how we never, we never get to the bottom of the gospel. And I feel like I say that more than I dig into it. And uh, I've been tasked with the, uh, the job of, of bringing the word tonight at my local congregation. So I'm going to kind of give a sneak peek as to what, what God's laid on my heart through this last season. And that's the matchless worth of Jesus, the worthiness of Jesus. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of double down on my, on my, my, my stance that the gospel is, is bigger and deeper than we'll ever get to the bottom of. And I'm going to talk about one section of the gospel or, or, or one part of the gospel, the, the author, the finisher of the gospel. I'm going to talk about, about Jesus Christ, okay? So Jesus Christ, the central figure of the entire uh, work of Scripture, and in fact, all of the history in the world. This is uh, something that my old pastor used to say all the time. History was simply his story. I always loved that. All of creation, everything that has been and everything that will be made, will all stand before the Lord one day and give an account. And, uh, and I think that that's important that we, that we weigh everything out in that regard. Everything that we do, everything that we tend to do, should have and will have some, some merit of eternal consequences. And, and as a, a friend of mine named Brother Brandon Aiken, who, who's also got a podcast on here called uh, Get a Life, he, he said... That he and his wife will measure out the importance of something based on whether it'll matter in heaven. I think that's great. And it's in that spirit of that will it matter in heaven that we're going to talk about Jesus in terms of his worth. Uh, uh, something that I used to struggle with uh, was how does, how does the death of Jesus Christ save me? We, I've heard songs repeatedly, repeatedly about the blood of Christ and how, and how the blood is the remission for sin and I understand the biblical and legal the biblical legal reasons and ramifications surrounding that but I didn't know how to apply that I remember it was been uh, oh mercy it must have been nearly 10 years ago I, I believed in Jesus I knew that it was Jesus that saved me I had no problem with that I, I was born again I understood my need of him and I I go to him in prayer and say to him one afternoon, or I think it was an afternoon, I, I'm prepared to do anything you ask me to do because I know that you saved me. I believe in you. I, it, it's hard to put into words when you know that you're talking to God and you know that he's listening. At the same hand, I don't understand how your innocence forgives my guilt. And and I don't know if anybody listening has ever wondered that. Uh, I've, this this exchange, how does it work? And and how how is it that that we don't we, we wouldn't say any other innocent person's demise can answer for any person's sin? You know, two wrongs don't make a right. Killing an innocent person doesn't justify a wicked person. The Bible even says in Proverbs seventeen and fifteen. Who justifies the wicked and who condemns the righteous, both them alike are an abomination to the Lord. So how 
does the, the death of the righteous, the death of the innocent, free and save the lost? And that's, that's been something that I suppose to some degree I've never heard answered from behind the pulpit. I have heard it answered since since I've, I've been led in this truth. And I say it that way because if, if you listen to any of my other podcasts, you understand that I believe that it's the Holy Spirit who leads us in all truth. And, and I believe I was led into truth by the Lord on this. So and for just a few minutes, for just a few minutes, I'm going to touch on this. To put it bluntly and to put it simply, it has to be that, first of all, Jesus is God. It has to be that. And it has to be that Jesus' worth is more than ours. So, we see in the, in the Bible over and over again about how there's a sacrifice. That the lamb is sacrificed for the sins of the wicked. So just by definition, a sacrifice means you lose something of greater value. And you're and, and to and to my layman's terms of, of definition, you don't get it back in equal measure. You're giving something and you're receiving something of lesser value. That's a sacrifice. So if we if we look at that on a biblical sense, Jesus Christ is the express image of God's glory according to the writer of Hebrews. He is the essence of who God is. He is the visible. He is the visible God. We 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 don't see the Father. When we talk about the triune God, the Father is a spirit, and we don't see Him, but we do see the Son. And when we see the Son, we see the Father. And in other words, we see the Father in in terms of who He is. All the majesty that is that is God still resides in Jesus. He says that all power in heaven and earth has been given to Him. Simply put. Jesus is 100% God. And Jesus is also 100% man. And I don't fully understand how that works. I just disclaimer out there. I just put that out there. My, my finite mind can't grasp the infinite. I'm not even going to try to, to understand parts of that because I don't have the, the mental horsepower to unpack it. But what I do understand about God is that His worth must be far and above our worth it has to be if you can envision a balancing scale where you take all of the world and all of the planets and all of creation all the material things that aren't even alive and you place them on there and then you put Jesus on the other scale the opposing scale it tilts in Jesus's favor if you take all the wildlife and all the uh, the the animate objects and pile them on top of the inanimate objects. And then you put Jesus on the other end of the scale. He still far outweighs in terms of value those items. If you put the people, all the people that have been born, that have died, and that will be born, that haven't been born yet, on that same scale, his worth is still more. Now that's something that is uncomfortable to us in the flesh, isn't it? Because we deem ourselves so valuable. Your time is the most precious commodity that you have because it's, it's, it's all that you have while you're here. Yet we, we tend to sell that time for low wages. Anyway, that's a totally different subject. The fact of the matter is, in order for Christ to go to that cross 
and bear our sins and it be enough to save us. His value must exceed our value. It has to. Otherwise, it can't save. That's how we say with certainty that a drop of Christ's blood is, is worth enough to purge us of our sin. So we need to understand, first of all, this worthiness of God. Once you understand in, in, in the simplest section the worthiness of God, the matchless worthiness of God, then you'll understand a little bit more about what it cost God. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53 that it pleased the Lord to crush him. Now we understand the worth of God. We need to next understand how the worth of God and the uh, grace of God coupled with the justice of God can save us. And that happens on the cross. The Bible calls that a propitiation in the book of Romans. This is not simply a covering up of the sin. This is not simply a, when I say covering up, I'm not talking about a superficial covering. I'm talking about this is a, this is a rendering of, of justice. This is, this is where justice is settled. The accounts against man were settled. That's, that's probably the best way I know how to put it. It was handled. See, the, the sinless and the matchless perfection that is in Jesus, coupled with his infinite worth and value, became sin on that tree. And I think, I think we ought to take time to just ponder on that. The next time we, we come out and talk about this, we're going we're gonna to talk about how you take the worthiness of God and then you match that with the love of God and how you have the salvation of man. Thank you. It's been Real Talk and I'm Big John.